0: This is the Truth Hurts Program with your host, Steve Z, telling it like it is. Welcome back to the Truth Hurts Program. This is Steve Z coming to you from Studio 63 in Bayou Country. I have a couple of things I want to discuss with you this morning. How do you divert the public's attention away from what you don't want them to see, to hear, or to know? It's simple. Invent a scandal. Invent a crisis. Invent a fake news story. Direct by misdirection. Create a diversion. Create a crisis. That's exactly what the Democrats and their minions in the mainstream leftist media and their co-conspirators in the so-called social media have been doing to the sheeple in the United States of America for damn near as long as I can remember Remember, they did not want you to focus on the obvious scandals of Hillary Rotten Clinton. So they invented hookers peeing on beds, a lie about the Russian collusion or the Ukraine in the election that saw Hillary Rotten Clinton on the outside and Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama getting elected. It was more than obvious that Hillary Rotten Clinton, while serving as Secretary of State under Barack Hussein Obama, which, by the way, was a consolation prize for Hillary after Soros and the gang swiped the candidacy of Hillary in favor of the black man. While the position of Secretary of State was occupied by Hillary Rotten Clinton, she was directly responsible for the deaths of those four Americans in Benghazi. But knowing this fact... The public would have turned on Killery, and she would have been tried for treason or malfeasance or whatever the hell else there was in the way of charges. So she and the media cooked up a pack of lies about Mr. Trump. Under the Donald Trump administration, you might recall, the U.S. economy was churning along at record high levels. Job participation was at an all-time high for both the so-called privileged white supremes as well as the downtrodden, poor, underserved, underprivileged, descendant-from-slave, double-A, 13% Black-African-American hyphenated minority, also for Hispanic and Asian racial demographic groups. Unemployment was at historic lows for all races. Inflation was virtually non-existent. The southern border was being controlled at a much more secure level, and at actual wall was being constructed to keep out the invading illegal immigrants, the thugs, the rapists, the murderers, the disease-ridden criminals, the drug cartels, the anchor babies, and the terrorists. America was, for the first time in over 70 years, energy independent and a net exporter of oil, natural gas, and other petroleum products. NATO was being forced to pay their fair share For protecting their countries by the most powerful and growing military force on planet earth the military respected the president of the united states see the democrats at that time had nothing legitimate to complain about so they did what democrats do they opened the democrat playbook and they started inventing lie after lie after lie after lie and their cohorts their partners in crime, their complicit, willing, mainstream leftist media took each and every one of those lies and ran story after story after fake news story, ramming it down the sheeple's throats for the entire four years of the Trump presidency, and then in the shameful fashion continued to lie and blame all of gropy Joe Biden's failings on the Donald Trump administration, knowing full well full well, that gropey Joe Biden is an embarrassment as President of the United States, and even worse, cackling Camel Toe Harris as Vice President. Yes, with naughty, nasty Nazi Pelosi and Chuckles the Clown Schumer firmly ensconced in positions of leadership in the Congress, the leftist mainstream media, those New World Order types, those socialists, controlling the puppet strings of gropey Joe Biden, finally had something to be happy about. But the economy is turning southward very quickly. The migrant-immigrant-illegal-invading problem at our southern border is out of control. We as a nation are now the laughingstock on the world stage. World leaders are having to hide their facial expressions at the ridiculousness of gropey Joe Biden in the so-called leadership chair. The most embarrassing and unbelievable part of it all is the sheeple are continuing to fall for it. Not once, not twice, not three times, but every single time that the media has put forth another lie. And every time that media was proven wrong, they simply reacted by inventing yet another lie for the sheeple to digest. And digest it, the sheeple do. The sheeple, you might recall, did not listen when we told them that Biden was a buffoon, a plagiarizer, a pedophile groper of little prepubescent girls' flat chests, a liar, a cheat, a fraud, a senile dementia patient who couldn't string two coherent sentences together without or even with the use of a teleprompter, an earpiece, cue cards, and a dutiful wife leading him from point A to point B. It is an embarrassment. It is like watching an Alzheimer's patient being led back to their room in a nursing home. Yes, they can pump him full of Adderall and coach him for six, seven, eight, ten, twelve days on what to say. But when he is asked an impromptu question, an off-the-cuff question, he stutters, stammers, bumbles, mumbles, fumbles, babbles, mutters, flutters, shudders and then comes up with off the wall insanity and the media gives him a pass and the people say oh it's a speech impediment because that's what the media has lied to them and told them for the past two years. This guy gropey Joe Biden is a racist, a bigot and a homophobe but He's got a D after his name, so he gets a pass. You might recall the sheeple did not listen when we pointed out that his pick for vice president was the last place finisher in the Democrat primaries, and that she had called out Biden as a bigot, a racist, a liar, a hater of black people. And she even called him out in her campaign ads for using the N-word on the floor of the Senate over his 47 years of sucking off the government tit and providing nothing to the American people in the way of real legislation. Well, he did incarcerate hundreds of thousands of black people under his 1994 crime bill. He did say he didn't want black people going to school with his children. He didn't want minorities intermixing and ruining his white privilege. But they forget about that. Because, well, the media told them to forget about that. The sheeple fell for it time and time and time again. And the sheeple also failed to recognize, appreciate, understand, accept, and listen to the points when I made it clear that she had literally, not figuratively, but literally slept her way to the top. The sheeple did not listen when we warned them about the impending economic disaster The runaway inflation, the energy shortages, the higher fuel prices, our dependence on foreign nations for fuel, for massive increases in the number of illegal invading immigrant aliens at the southern border, the worsening COVID crisis, and of course, the international diplomatic disaster that is the presidency of Gropey Joe Biden. No, my friends, the sheep will ignore it, and they move on to the next crisis, murder hornets Cicada swarms, of course the Kung Flu and all of its overhyped, over exaggerated, overreported nonsense, the Anthony Fafucci disaster, debacle, Jesse Smollett. Bubba Wallace and a knot noose hanging in a NASCAR garage. Every single time the people of the United States of America start to focus on the horrible, horrific, bad things being done to them by the Democrats and the leftists and the socialists and the so-called woke progressives, each and every time the media skillfully, dutifully diverts their attention to scandals, overhyping the death of a criminal, thug, drug-abusing felon like George Floyd and blaming it on a white cop who was simply doing his job, trying to subdue a high-on-fentanyl, high-on-methamphetamines thug criminal who was obviously resisting arrest, kicking and screaming and flailing and yelling the company line, I can't breathe, man! I can't breathe! He was breathing for nine minutes. He was breathing because nobody could hold their breath for nine minutes. That's a fact, Jack. But the sheeple fell for the lie, for the 24-hour news coverage, for the fear of having their entire communities burned to the ground by a 13% AA hyphenated American minority who's just out looking for reparations and revenge. That's all they're looking for, reparations and revenge. That community will never be happy, never be satisfied. Nothing can be done to appease them until each and every white-skinned Caucasian in America is sitting in chains in the heat picking cotton for the black man and allowing the black man to supposedly beat them and withhold food from them for 400 years then and only then will that community ever be appeased. If you don't believe me, look into the deep, dark recesses of the hearts of the 13% AA hyphenated Blafrican African American community. When you see what they're so, so angry about, it's simply the fact that they, for the past 158 years, have not managed to live up to the standards set for them by Martin Luther King Jr. And they're angry at their own failure. But I digress. The mainstream media will continue to use and create false crises, manufacture fake news for the purpose of diverting your attention away from the fact that each and every day We are being slowly injected a vaccine called socialism here in this nation. Directly through our eyes and ears, not through a hypodermic needle. We are having to give up more and more and more of our freedoms and individual liberties each and every day. And we're doing so in the so-called name of safety, political correctness, unity, inclusiveness, diversity, and of course, white guilt. We as a nation need to understand that we are a nation of people. And yes, everybody looks a little different. But if we realize the fact, the reality, that if everybody simply followed the rules learned in the school system that CAT is cat and DOG is dog and one plus one is two, And that there's not a damn thing racist about those facts? If we get to that point as a nation and everyone assimilate into the American culture, we wouldn't have this issue. Italians came to the United States in large numbers in the 1920s, as did Irish. Yes, the Irish kind of spoke English. But if you've ever sat and had a lengthy conversation with a person in Ireland as I have, can't understand what they're saying. But in one generation, those Irish immigrants, those Italian immigrants who came to this nation learned to speak English. They learned to read and write our language and apply what they learned to productive employment situations. In other words, they got jobs. And they didn't start out as the CEO of a major company. They started out at the bottom. But they worked their way upwards. They worked their way to the top in many instances. The Vietnamese, who came here in large numbers in the 1970s, after the debacle that was the Vietnam War, they came here not knowing a word of English. They came here with the clothing on their backs, they came to this nation and in one generation learned to speak English. Learned in our education system. C-A-T spell cat. D-O-G spell dog. One plus one equal two. And by the second generation, they speak just like anyone else. And they get educated. And they excel and they get jobs. And they get promotions. And they don't look like the white man. It is time, far long past time, that the 13% AA hyphenated American minority in this country start looking in the mirror and blaming themselves for their failure. Blaming themselves for not advancing. Blaming themselves for the blight, the crime wave that they create. For it is that community that commits the vast majority of the crimes at a far greater rate than their 13% population status would indicate. If you want true equity, true equality in this nation, then let's look at the actual numbers. Not including the Hispanic population, white folks, I'm talking about Descendants of Spain, France, England, Ireland, Germany, Lithuania, and all of the other non-Asian, non-African races. And not including the Hispanic races, the Central American and South American groups, the white people in this country make up 65% of the population. So it should stand to reason that 65% of the crimes are committed by white folks. Asians make up 5% of the population, give or take. So you would think that crimes committed by Asians would be about 5% of the crimes. You would think that since Hispanics make up 16% of the population, then 16% of the crimes committed in America would be committed by Hispanics. You would think that since blacks make up 13% of the population, that 13% of the crimes committed in America are committed by blacks. Nothing could be further from the truth, my Truth Hurts listeners. Nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, according to FBI crime statistics, crimes are committed by blacks 3 To three and a half times the rate of their population makeup. 57% of violent crimes in America are committed by black Americans. Not 13% of the crimes, 57% of the crimes. The vast majority, over half, 57% of violent crimes are committed by blacks in America who have been in this country since this country was founded and who have not been slaves for over 158 years. There should be no reason, no justification, no excuse other than the bad behavior being exhibited by the 13% AA hyphenated American population is their own damned fault. That particular element of our population needs to look in the mirror. They need to look at the failings of their own parents and grandparents and great-grandparents as generation after generation after generation of AA hyphenated American minorities continue to pass down the excuse-making, the lie, the bullshit of systemic racism. And how it's the white man that did them wrong. The 13% AA hyphenated American population has been lied to since day one. Because first, they are, were, and continue to be a defeated people. What do you mean, Steve? Defeated people. Well, first of all, let's go way, way back 400 or so years ago before the United States of America was the United States of America. In Africa, that very large continent on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, you know, the place that sends us Saharan dust and hurricanes every year, over there in Africa, the entire population was black. The Negroid, Negro race, came from Africa. That's where they lived, and for thousands of years, they formed tribes, and one tribe would fight another tribe, and the defeated tribe, the losing tribe, the losers, would get chained up by the winning tribe, also black people. The winning tribe of black men would shackle and chain and bind the losing tribe, black men, young boys, and they would march them across the African desert and through the jungles, And then they would beat them and kill many of them along the way, if they were defiant or uppity. And then those who survived that long trek in chains, being led by black people, the winning black tribe, would sell the losing black tribes, men and young boys, and yes, sometimes females, to black slave traders along the coast of Africa. And those black slave traders would round them up, throw them on ships, and sell them to additional black slave traders in the West Indies, in the Caribbean. And yes, in the land that is now known, but was not at the time as America. And sometimes, black landowners in what is now the United States of America would buy those black slaves, and then they would take a hot branding iron And they would use their brand and they would brand the flesh showing ownership of those black men. Black men selling black men to black men who then sold those black men to other black men who then sold them to whoever would buy them. Some were black, some were white. But the fact is, white people never went over to Africa and rounded up black men and sold them into slavery. That lie has been passed down from generation to generation in the black African-American 13% community. And that is the reason they use for their justification of committing crimes, for their justification of not becoming educated, for their justification of not advancing beyond the damn near animalistic African tribal state from which they came. Yes, there are a large number of black people in this country who speak well, who get educated, who get jobs and succeed. But the mainstream media and the BET crowd and the MTV crowd and some radical element within the black community calls those successful black people Uncle Tom, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom, as if to embarrass those successful blacks for being successful, to make them somehow sellouts, as if it's far better to live in the hood, in the projects, in the inner cities, on a subsistence income being doled out as some sort of crappy version of reparations for the last 60 years, all for the exchange of voting for a Democrat. As if being a successful black person in America is somehow evil and catering to demand, when it was not the man who enslaved you to begin with, it was your own people who sold you into slavery black Americans. And that ended 158 years ago. How do you make an excuse and perpetuate? An excuse for your utter failure for 158 years? You allow so called black leaders to keep you down, to keep you voting Democrat, the party of Jim Crow, the party that supported slavery. Yes, read reality in history books. Stop listening to your so called leaders, your pastors. Your grandmamas who are telling you lie after lie after lie. And the Democrats who shake their heads up and down and say, we're here to help. But they're only there at election time. As soon as they're elected, you don't see any help for the black community. It just continues for another four-year cycle until they need your vote again. And then they start lying to you on the media. And like ignorant sheep, you keep falling for the lie. Time after time after time. Have some damned pride, will ya? Sure am glad that's
1: done. What's that, Dan? Well, Bill, I hate to break the news to you in this way, but we just sold the house here in Inner City, and we're moving out to Caucasia, that brand new suburban community 20 miles out of town. Wait, wait, what? You sold the house? To to who? I mean, I don't want to sound racist, Dan, but just who did you sell to? Did you at least get a decent price? Well, Bill, federal law prohibits me from telling you anything personal about the people who bought our house. The new owner said they're going to turn this into a Section 8 rental property and they're going to make a lot of money off of it. And they've already got tenants lined up. Wait, wait, what? But I can tell you that Ms. Washington seems like a nice person. She said she has three small children and two older children who come in from time to time. You know, children from a previous relationship. But that's about all I know. Oh. And there'll be at least three cars involved, with one in the driveway, two on the street, and I'm not sure where the fourth car, if there is one, might be parked. Dan, how can you do this to me? We've been neighbors here in inner city for 20 years. You're just leaving? Just like that? Why didn't you tell anyone? I didn't see a real estate sign. Well, Bill, I didn't want to violate any fair housing laws. And being the first one on the block to vacate, I'll probably get the highest price for my property. The more people like us who sell will likely drive the prices down. It's a historical fact, but it's not my problem anymore. Yeah, this place went on the market at noon yesterday, and we got a firm offer within two hours, even before the for sale sign could be posted. You know, Dan, Margie and I have been thinking about moving out of inner city for quite a while now. Who's your agent? And besides that, do you have any good deals out there in Caucasia that we can look into? Sure, Bill. I'll give you my real estate agent's name. But remember, prices are going up every week. We got a great deal on ours, but I can't promise you the same thing. Prices in Caucasia are much higher than here in inner city, probably because of all the new construction, the freshness, and the cleanliness of the area, the low crime rates, and a well-funded police department. Everyone there seemed to have a better, more relaxed, and conservative mindset. Folks in Caucasia appreciate everything they've worked so hard to achieve, so they take care of things. They don't just let it fall apart and expect someone else to pay for it. That's the main reason Beverly and I decided to move to Caucasia. That and the fact that 98% of Caucasia's residents are... Are what, Dan? Hard-working, middle-to-upper-class folks and retirees. People who don't mind driving a little farther to the city to work or to shop. And there's no major public transportation lines for buses or trains into and out of Caucasia, so we don't have the problem of... Of what, Dan? Of transients, homeless people, criminals with easy access to the things we worked so hard to buy. It's paradise, Bill. You really should come check it out this weekend. But keep selling your house kind of hush-hush, or all the other neighbors will start jamming their houses on the market, and the prices will drop like hot rocks. It won't be long until this neighborhood and inner city will be just like all the others. Low to no income, blighted, high crime. I kind of feel bad for those who can't afford to leave. If we all start selling, it won't be long before their homes are surrounded by... By what,
0: Bill? You know, Dan. (laughs) You know. It just gets so damned frustrating when I hear people making excuses for the failures of the black community, for the massive high crime rate in the black community, for the massive black-on-black crime that is responsible for the vast majority of murders in this country. When I hear excuse after excuse for the juveniles in the black community committing heinous crimes like carjacking, Robbery, theft, rape, assault and battery, destruction of property. And they're simply let out with the excuse of, it's just a churin," he's just a churin, he ain't know no better. He had a bad system of upbringing. He have a bad family situation. It's a bullshit excuse. It's time for that community to start taking responsibility for the fact that that community is responsible for the vast majority of crimes committed in the United States of America. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Sorry to sound so irritated and angry, but it is what it is. And unfortunately in America, sometimes the truth hurts. We'll see you next time make it a great day Thanks for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the 1st Amendment to the US Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and nautics Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Program Network.